0: Hey, you're listening to Guat Dot Rock's God the World and Other Things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, Advancing Equilibrium in the Midst of an Agitated World. This is season 14, Episode 295. Title A Breach in the Wall. Subtitle With God, We Are Big Enough to Do Whatever We Want. My monologue is going to take you down a twisting and turning path covering an eclectic world of independent facts and stories which come together to make a huge point of hope at the end of all this. It will be slightly messy and maybe a little hard to follow at times, but please, I ask you, hang with me to the end to get to the hope in all of this. With Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, there is always hope in the midst of the storm, regardless of who or what may be causing the agitation. This story starts with the war in Ukraine and our participation in it. I heard a report on the money spent to date on the cost. At first, it was just a number with no context. A billion dollars rolls off our tongues these days the way thousands of dollars did back when I was a kid. The Council on Foreign Affairs and their report by Jonathan Masters and Will Murrow last updated February 22, 2023 of this year, titled How Much Aid Has the U.S. Sent Ukraine? Here are six charts. That's its title. Subtitled Six graphics illustrate the extraordinary level of support the United States has provided Ukraine this past year in its war against Russian invaders. They report, since the war began, the Biden administration and the U.S. Congress have directed more than $75 billion in assistance to Ukraine, which includes humanitarian, financial, and military support, according to the Kiel Institute for the World Economy, a German research institute. The historic sums are helping a broad set of Ukrainian people and institutions, including refugees, law enforcement, and independent radio broadcasters, though most of the aid has been military related. Dozens of other countries, including most members of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO, and the European Union, are also providing large aid packages to Ukraine. Please keep in mind I nor you are a judge to the validity of the need or the morality of this vast economic outpouring of U.S. dollars into a foreign government. Ultimately, our tax dollars, we don't hold all the cards and we don't see all the evidence. So, my friend, let me tell you right up front, here's my angle. First of all, how much buying power is the aid that has been spent to date? The aid just in this one particular situation alone. $75 billion and growing daily, daily. Lowe's Home Improvement Center about a week ago large box store to help meet all our needs home. I needed copies made of a padlock key. On my way to the center of the store where the key machine is located, I noticed aisle after aisle of emptiness, no shoppers, and no employees. I thought, wow, it looks like the hyperinflation we are in is taking its toll on the home improvement market. I know that the new home subdivision just adjacent to my street, there the homes were selling before there was even a sign in the dirt going up eight at a time, At one point, sitting out for my morning devotion, it sounded like machine gun fire. The roofing nail guns were going at such breakneck speed, and so many of them. But now, just a few months later, finds us with approximately 30 homes sitting with for sale signs in the yard. Less than a year ago, bought sight unseen, now balloons in the yards, open house signs, and fresh baked chocolate chip cookies are bringing them in. My real concern for my new neighbors is that the longer the new homes sit, the more likely they will begin to deflate in value, which will have an impact on the other new homes that are already occupied, the threat that their home value will drop drastically. Just around the corner from me, there is a totally remodeled 1900 cottage that was taken all the way down to the studs and remodeled into this cute two bedroom, bath and a half, 1,207 square foot home with a carport, no garage that sold for $400,000 on May 13th, 2022. It's now valued at 319,300. So clearly the hyperinflation is having major fallout. A major correction in the overpriced home market is going on here in Middle Tennessee and what appears to me to be fallout on the home improvement front as well. So all this is swimming in my mind, so I asked the clerk helping me at the key kiosk, "How's your store doing in this economy?" He said they were doing well, hitting their corporate projections. He said at a team meeting two weeks ago, the management reported they had had over a million dollars in sales for the week. That is gross sales, not profit. The clerk said that the sales target for the present week was 800000 and that they had already met the goal. As I got in my car with those Lowe's numbers on my mind, I then thought about the $75 billion that has gone out the door to Ukraine so far. With $1 million in gross sales in one Lowe's store per week being a good target for success in this present state of economy, that comes to $52 million per year. Two Lowe's stores would gross right at $100 million a year. Ten years at that rate of gross income would come to $1 billion. It would take two Lowe's stores earning $100 million per year 750 years to earn the equivalent of what has been reportedly spent in the Ukraine. Who knows if the government numbers are even the full amount? Plus, that's just our nation's input of the capital into the mess. As I said, dozens of other countries, including most members of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO, and the European Union are also providing large aid packages to Ukraine. As of February 22, 2023, it would take one low store 1,400 years to reach that amount of money in gross sales. As you listen to this podcast, I can imagine at this moment you are thinking that I have my math wrong. I thought I had my math wrong and ran the numbers a couple of times before I could grasp the reality of the massive amount of money being spent in that one country alone. It is mind-boggling. That led me to the even bigger picture of how much debt our nation carries. Train wrecks seem to be the national pastime these days. Almost daily we hear the report and see the carnage from another train wreck. Real cars that are pushed against each other at breakneck speed resulting in the sea song of cars scattered along the track line. At the present rate of federal spending, you can almost see the people gathering now along the route to watch the show as the iron horse of the American economy buckles and crashes in economic ruin. There is no person who walks the planet in this modern era who would be allowed access to another dollar in a bank account if they were overdrawn the way the United States government is. An individual or large corporation would never have been allowed to get into such dire straits economically. 535 people in our Congress plus one president are the ones who have spent us into oblivion, beyond numbers that the human mind can really comprehend. Everyone knows that there's coming an end to this insanity or evilness depending on how you are prone to interpret the situation." I have included a link in the show notes to a fascinating presentation on the total economic picture of our nation. It's the U.S. debt clock that runs 24-7-365, with all the counters running at breakneck speed, chronicling the coming economic disaster in real time. Friend, it may not be totally accurate, but at first glance it seems to be an accurate depiction of our reality. According to the federal website fiscal.data.treasury.gov, the United States government spent $6.27 trillion last year, 2022. The same website reports that the deficit spending for that year was $1.38 trillion. Gee, as I say the word trillion a few times, it just seems to roll off the tongue the way billion did when I was a young man. Using our same Lowe's model of economic comparison, a Lowe's store would have to earn $52 million a year for 25,000 years to match just one year of our debt spending. So just to check my hypothesis for spending comparison between Lowe's, the Ukraine debacle, and the federal deficit, I checked on Lowe's earnings for 2022. According to their own news release on March 1, 2023, they are a Fortune 50 home improvement company serving approximately 17 million customer transactions a week in the U.S., with total fiscal year 2022 sales of over $97 billion dollars Approximately $92 billion of sales were generated in the U.S., where Lowe's operates over 1,700 home improvement stores. So my key clerk's reporting seems to be on track with the corporate reporting. So the federal deficit for one year eats up 14.22 years of Lowe's annual gross earnings. My friend, I know I'm throwing a lot of numbers at you, and I hope I can include the hyperlinks to this information for you to follow up on yourself. But the show notes are limited to 4,000 characters, so I may not be able to include all the links. If I can't, I'll try to include keywords you can Google and hopefully find the websites I'm quoting. L.A. County, according to CBS Local News, has 70,000 homeless people people living on the streets. Los Angeles County has 4,753 square miles, with a total population of 9.83 million people. You've seen the images for the blue polypropylene tarps and dome tents on the sidewalks of downtown L.A., some that sit at the base of the county jail. We can get into vigorous debate on how they ended up there, the causes and the blame. My conservative roots in denominational life would shout, if a man doesn't work, then neither should he eat. Then the words of Jesus come to mind, I was hungry and you fed me. So now we are at a moral impasse. Do we feed them or let them starve? Do we shelter them or let them continue to be homeless? A large nonprofit in the city of Dallas, which I partnered with in feeding needy kids lunch in the summer school breaks, partners with the city of Dallas to provide housing and support for people that are mentally ill and chronic lawbreakers. The city said they spend an average of $40,000 per year per person to handle the chronically criminally ill people in courts. They partnered with City Square to work on a solution. City Square built a tiny house community and provided permanent housing and support for these people if the people will just agree to live there and not violate the law. If you use the $40,000 a year number and apply it to the care for the 70,000 homeless people on the streets of L.A. County, let's just see where we land. If you Google the question, where does L.A. County rank in population size in America, it reports Los Angeles County, officially the county of Los Angeles, and sometimes abbreviated L.A. County, is the most populous county in the United States. With 9,861,224 residents estimated in 2022, its population is greater than that of 40 individual U.S. states. I'm speaking very clearly because this was shocking to me. I did not know this fact about L.A. LA County until this moment as I'm researching and writing. So using this particular geographical area for discussion is paramount. L.A. County is greater than the populations of four-fifths of the population of individual states. So what if the government spent $70 billion on L.A. County for the homeless population? And let me say right there, as you say, well, Kenny, the federal government, they're not the solution to everything. The church should be the solution to everything. And my friend, I would say amen to that. But let me also remind you that the federal government generates no income. The money they spend is your money and my money, or the indebtedness that they tie us to. So when I'm talking about the federal government spending $70 billion on L.A. homelessness, it is coming from us. And so whether the church immediately applies it or through the federal government, let's use that as a suggestion. Then now you say, wait, Kenny, now you're sounding like a socialist. No, my friend, I'm trying to make a point that I am tired of all the collapse of our nation's people, our nation's people. I have worked in the streets in immense poverty and seen the hurt and the heartache and the tyranny that people live under day after day after day. And for one, I am sick of it. I am tired of it. There is no excuse for it, and it deeply burns me as a Christian and as a human that we continue to encounter impotency and inaction to address the crisis of poverty and homelessness in America. We are big enough to do whatever it takes to make a change for the better. That is a fact, if we would just return to God. Almighty God doesn't leave us with conundrums, excuses, deflections, and derailments. Get the little tie into the rail there? But my friend, God doesn't leave us in the gap. He shows up and solves the problems. That is exactly what Jesus Christ did. And the solutions the Messiah brought are not just for the next life. The denomination I grew up in, we spent a lot of time talking about the next life and very little, if any, talking about this present life. And my friend, if people in this present life are going through the floor mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, they may not make it into the next life. They may suffer eternally in hell. And so I am deeply burdened for the people who are in harm's way. And my friend, I just want to remind you that the poverty gap is increasingly growing year after year. The gap between the people who have nothing and the people who have everything. My friend, Jesus' kingdom of heaven, he says, is at hand. If you know Jesus as your Savior and Lord, you have already entered into that real kingdom, though you walk these dirty streets. So how far would a matching Ukraine grant of $70 billion get us in L.A. County for 70,000 people? How many years of support for one person at $40,000 per year would that matching grant buy? I know we could do it for one-tenth of that cost at least if caring Christians and churches got involved, but let's use the $70 billion dispensed at $40,000 per year. It would purchase one person's support for $1 million 750,000 years. So divide that by 70,000 people, that would buy us 25 years of total support. And you know, as I came to this number in my head, I realized that, you know what, most of the people on the streets of LA, 25 years may be the remainder of their life, people. Homeless people are in the worst shape physically. And so we may be talking about providing support for 70,000 people for the rest of their lives. If you cut the cost that I think you can, To $10,000, you would buy 100 years of support for 70,000 people. That would equate to 140,000 people if you could get the cost down to $10,000 a year for 50 years. My friend, we need a major break in the entire course of our country if we are to survive and thrive. God Almighty, the Creator God, the One who made us and knows us best, has the plan. And Jesus appealed to it the first day of His public ministry. In early podcasts, I have chronicled the purpose for our nonprofit organization, Transform This City, the support structure of this podcast, that it finds its origin and inspiration in the Jubilee passage of Scripture that Jesus reads from the scroll of Isaiah in the synagogue the day that he launched his public ministry. You can find that in Luke chapter 4, verses 14 through 30, where Jesus is reading from Isaiah 61, starting in Luke chapter 4, verse 16. to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. One of my favorite go-to websites is gotquestions.org. Whoever the person or people are behind its creation have done an immense amount of work. Here is what they say about the year of Jubilee. The word jubilee, literally ram's horn in Hebrew, is defined in Leviticus chapter 25 verse 9 as the sabbatical year after seven cycles of seven years, that's 49 years. The 50th year was to be a time of celebration and rejoicing for the Israelites. The ram's horn was blown on the 10th day of the seventh month to start the 50th year of universal redemption. The year of jubilee involved a year of release from indebtedness, Leviticus chapter 25 Verses twenty three through thirty eight, and all types of bondage, verses thirty nine through fifty five. All prisoners and captives were set free, all slaves were released, all debts were forgiven, and all property was returned to its original owners. In addition, all labor was to cease for one year, and those bound by labor contracts were released from them. One of the benefits of the Jubilee was that both the land and the people were able to rest. Now, my friend, this is straight from the scripture. What? Can you imagine the world taking a year off? I grew up next door to the Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport, the city that never sleeps. Day in and day out, 24 hours a day, it's going. How would this be possible? Or all prisoners and captives being set free? This sounds like an idea out of one of those Hollywood movies where all laws are suspended for one night, allowing people to go wild and unrestrained until dawn. Sounds like hell on earth, doesn't it? So, do we do as Hillary Clinton suggests and free the drug addicts who are in prison and give them the drugs to which they are addicted under Karen's supervision? On her website, hillaryclinton.com forward slash issues forward slash addiction, she says, criminal justice reform, colon, let's prioritize rehabilitation and treatment over prison for low-level and nonviolent drug offenses and work to end the era of mass incarceration. Wow, all the costs and implications. What do we do about all this? What about the cost? What about the crime? What about the validation of dangerous lifestyles that are destroying our nation and especially our children? Hey, it's complex, and I sure don't have the complete plan. But overarching all this is we need a breach in the wall. At this point, you may be asking yourself, has Kenny gone radical, liberal on us? Absolutely not, my friend. Here is where I am with all of this. First of all, if Jesus, the Savior of the world, launched his public ministry with the Jubilee passage and declared that that day it was fulfilled in the people's hearing, then it tells me that we, we are the ones with broken understanding and an unwarranted biasness against biblical solutions. As I write this, it occurs to me that you may be thinking that I have jumped on the Hillary Clinton bandwagon for her election in 2024. Absolutely not. Not. The website shows all the signs of the definition of a candidacy's platform for president. On the surface, you may be able to draw some comparisons to the Jubilee passage. But here is the main difference and the pivot point of this entire podcast. The reason why the Jubilee year worked is because Israel is the only true theocracy that ever was, that ever worked, or worked in part. Israel was founded by and governed by God. The waywardness of the people continuously derailed God's blessings and support he offered to the nation under his direct care. So, for the real solution to the real predicament we find ourselves in, it's a biblical year of jubilee. My friend, everyone knows that the $32 trillion in growing that we owe as a nation can never be paid back, ever. Especially when we continue to go into trillions of dollars in debt year after year. But the only way God's way of the Jubilee year works in all its facets as listed in the Holy Bible is if God is in the picture, if God is honored as existing, eminent, and loving to his creation, if his divine revelation of himself, his way of thinking, and his rules for living, in other words, if his Bible is heeded and lived out in the lives of the people, the year of Jubilee would work there you find the solution of God's jubilee. So will the coming economic collapse bring us down to nothing? It will if God is left standing at the door knocking. You can't kick God out of the house and expect continued success for the home. But my friend, with God in the picture, we are big enough to solve any problem and crisis in front of us. Do you believe that? I absolutely believe that with all my heart that, my friend, with God in the picture, we are big enough to solve any problem and crisis in front of us. Wow, just as I'm saying that, I think about the parting of the Red Sea. My friend, as I've talked about in the previous podcast, the Israelites, millions in number, were up against the wall with no hope of survival, and yet the sea parts. And it opens for them, and they walk across on dry ground. It should have been muck and mud that they would have gotten stuck in But instead, they walked across on dry ground, and God held the Egyptian army at bay until they all made it through, which it took quite a long time. Then the Egyptian army was allowed to proceed forward to find themselves stuck in the muck and the mire, and they were drowned in the sea. My friend, God has the real solutions, and we need Him. So join with me in real, deep prayer and ask God for a breach in the wall that would allow Him to come flooding in and to rescue us from our wayward selves. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace.